Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 496 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by Delphine. And uh, she wrote an answer to my question when I asked her what are some things that she is struggling with. She writes, my touch, my fingering, pedals and motivation. Well, in those four uh, keywords, Osha, where would you like to start with? Well, motivation. Hmm, motivation, probably. Because if you will not find your motivation, then you will not find the right touch or you no know, good fingering or pedaling. But no, I think the motivation is the thing that that person here or himself needs to find. Because if, if if you will not want to find it, you know, nobody will help you. That's right. Osha, did you have motivation to practice yesterday? Well, yes. <laughs> I was glad that I had you no know, free time and could go to church and practice. Uh, I said yesterday because today is uh, early in the morning and uh, we were recording this podcast first thing in the morning. So obviously we haven't had a chance to practice but yesterday you had yes because no I, I I think that practice is a privilege and after you realize it you won't have you no know, motivation problem because if you are not motivated enough to practice it means that you don't understand that really practice is a privilege and you know to privilege being able to sit down on the organ bench it's 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 a big thing that means that you are healthy enough you know to be able to practice at all think about all those people you know with disabilities that cannot move you know sit in a wheelchair and if you know you are sitting on the organ bench it means that you are healthy enough to be able to you know to use your legs and your and your arms and to know your brain too. So sometimes even thinking about it, 
it should be enough, you know, for you to motivate you to practice. For me, also yesterday was a boost of motivation uh, because I knew that in uh, in what in ten days we have a organ duet recital coming up. So if we wouldn't practice every day now, uh, people who will come to our recital will be deeply disappointed. True. And this is another aspect, you know, of motivation that that if you are performing and it not not necessarily during a recital, but maybe you know during church service, you know, you help people to uplift them, you know, to inspire them, you know, to to make them to feel better. So I think it's it's another another aspect of being, you know, motivated to to practice organ. And if you are, for example, a religious person, then there is another aspect for you to be motivated and to practice the organ. Because so much of organ repertoire is you know, based on the religious ground. So you glorify the God. True. And I think for a religious person, this must be you know, also the motivation. Uh, then practice is like a prayer. True. In some sort, prayers can be... Uh, multi, multi uh, facet uh, have multi uh, and multiple angles of of, of um, emotions. Plus, also, you know, if you are sort of physically active person, then it should be for you, you know, a privilege to practice organ too. Because I don't know any other instrument that you would be moving your, you know arms and legs at the same time. So it's it's kind of you know, physical activity too, playing organ. Mm-hmm. Of course. But please um, take frequent breaks. Before you get tired, you have to get up and start moving again. Yes, yesterday we have practiced only half of our program. So today we are, will be working on the second half. Yeah. And let's talk now about her touch. <clears throat> How to learn the correct touch on the organ? Well, the best teacher of the right touch is actually the clavichord. But what to do if you don't have it? Then maybe Vidas can help you. Vidas? Why Vidas? Because I saw in your eyes what you want to talk about. Because I am the smart one. True. Okay, thank you for the compliment. Uh, I I think that um, the touch on the organ is uh, is a different one from the piano because uh, piano re- responds on the strength of your uh, depression of the keys or pedals. But on the organ, we try to use as little force as possible and uh, try to keep the fingers with the contact in contact with the keys at all times, as if possible, whenever possible. At the beginning, if it's if it's not a very difficult piece, I think it's one hundred percent possible. 
So even those fingers who are not playing at the moment should not be lifted up in the air, but should be gently resting on the keys, not depressing them, but resting. Okay, that's that's about finger position. And touch should be light. Uh, just think about mezzo piano, I would say. Pianissimo might be too soft to yes. even depress the keys. Not enough force, not enough weight. But mezzo piano would be probably enough for most of instruments. I guess Unless so. you're playing a heavily mechanical instrument with very heavy couplers, like we have at St. John's. But we don't use them too often. Okay, then there is a touch question about uh, different repertoire, different historical periods. In, in general speaking, in music uh, play uh, composed uh, before 19th century, we use articulate legato touch with small articulation between each and every note, but not too choppy. And uh, for later music, we use general touch legato with some exceptions. Yes. Such as the end of phrasing or no repeated notes. Right. So that's what she has to know for starters about touch. <clears throat> what about fingering? Uh, how to learn correct fingering on the organ? Can you learn it overnight? No, I think it comes with experience, but it also depends on what kind of repertoire you are playing. Because in Baroque time... No, one fingering was appropriate, and mm, later on, you know, it seems quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But of course, you know, the easiest way, you know, to get the correct fingering would be, you know, to to get some 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 finger scores for starters. I was just thinking about that and going to suggest that we have hundreds of scores prepared for mm. you to save you time for starting. Uh, and uh, even better, uh, recently I have uh, been uploading um, hundreds of videos along with those scores. So you can see my hands and sometimes even my feet when I play uh, from above. And whenever I play in a slow motion those pieces, and if you have uh, the scores in front of you, you can compare my fingering with the scores, with the hand position. And uh, Jeremy, who actually is on the team who transcribes those uh, scores for us, he mentioned that it's actually very interesting to see those videos and, and compare with his own choices. So I guess it's a learning experience for him too, uh, educational you can use those as educational resources to learn how to figure out fingering and pedaling for yourself. Yes, and in this question by Delphine, I think that fingering and, and pedals question is actually the same question because it's, mm -hmm. it relates to yeah. applicator. For, for uh, early, early pedaling, we use only toes. And for later, you add heels as well. Right. There is some systems, of course, and uh, we teach them in uh, in pedal virtuoso master course based on scales and arpeggios. If you want to 
get deeper into this subject. Alright guys, <clears throat> but I hope uh, motivation question is uh, paramount here that we started talking about in the beginning. Yes, and you know the last thing I could add about motivation would be that think about it, it's a privilege you are playing actually the king of instruments. Yes. This organ is the king of instruments, so... Even Mozart would be very glad that you are doing this. That's right. Mozart's father. That's right. Because Mozart wrote his letter to his father about the queen of instruments, because uh, actually in That's German... because of German, yes, German language. Uh, the orgel is feminine, so he used queen. And actually, this is a joke uh, then later uh, used by pianists because they say piano is a king of instruments, not organ. Because organ is a queen of instruments. <laughs> you see? But don't never believe pianists. True. All right. See you guys. Please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist the most comprehensive organ training program online where you will find courses for every area of organ playing including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for SS courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner, and I have committed to taking the time to get it right as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Ron writes, Hi Vides and Osha. Thank you guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Osha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue, and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. 
Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. This was Vidas and Osha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.